0: Radio Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching the American Journal
1: with your host Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. It's Friday, the third of March, and we are broadcasting live from the Central Austin headquarters, Central Texas headquarters here in Austin, Texas. InfoWars.com. A Lot to cover today. We'll be welcoming a local activist who's. Going around documenting the downfall, documenting the decline and the collapse in the form of the homeless camps that pollute everywhere that they touch. It's uh, horrifying, actually. We'll welcome him in the uh, third hour. Hopefully, we'll talk to Joe Biggs today as well, working on uh, connecting with him. But first, let's begin, as we always do, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 3rd of March, 2023. All Portland Walmart stores to permanently close in late March. The last two Walmart stores within Portland city limits will close in late March, the company announced. The locations will both close Friday, March 24th. Walmart says they're closing the stores because they were not meeting financial expectations. Translation... The rampant shoplifting makes it literally untenable for retailers to do business. The decision to close these stores was made after careful review of their overall performance. We consider many factors, including projected financial performance, location, population, customer uh, customer needs, and the proximity to other stores. Uh, It's the theft, isn't it? (laughs) Just say it's the theft. You should probably just say it's the theft if that's what it is. They aren't going to say that, though. And now, of course, uh, the people who have stopped uh, charging for shoplifting and allowed the rampant criminality to continue to an extent that stores can't even keep their doors open there. uh, They're now complaining that Walmart going away is going to hurt low-income people because everything they do causes problems for everyone every time. You would think they'd learn that lesson eventually. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, Meanwhile, Rasmussen, a new poll out, says 61 percent believe feds helped incite Capitol riot. Voters overwhelmingly support releasing all the videos of January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. And a majority think it's likely the government agents helped to provoke the riot, which, you know, 60 percent is not bad. Still sort of upsetting that uh, 40 percent of Americans still don't understand what happened right in front of their very eyes with all of the evidence you could possibly need. Meanwhile, an LGBTQ activist Democrat mayor who was mentored by Pete Buttigieg was arrested for a vile charge, that is, over 50 counts of child sex offenses. The gay activist Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland, who branded himself as something of a role model for LGBTQ youth, was arrested Thursday morning on dozens of counts of possessing and distributing child pornography, totaling 56 child sex offenses. 47-year-old Patrick Lewis Wohan, a regular White House guest and first openly gay man to take mayoral office in his city, is charged with 40 counts of possession of child sexual exploitative material, and 16 felony accounts of distribution of child porn. I'm shocked, I tell you. Why, I'm shocked. What? You're te- what you're telling me that a gay activist is actually a pedophile? What? This is such a rare occurrence. Meanwhile, in Chile, authorities call to avoid contact with wild birds and marine animals due to avian influenza. Uh, it's actually a a little bit of an older story but there's an update to it according to chris sky activists in canada uh, there are already who and un operators on the ground in chile as chile was one of the first to sign on to the who pandemic pact Uh, it seems like now those are being activated and the uh, bird flu is thought to have perhaps jumped to people we'll cover this a little bit more later in the show But it could be starting all over again. Finally, we have this story pointing to, again, the total collapse of everything worth protecting and loving in this country. Nearly half of U.S. murders are now going unsolved, data shows. The murder clearance rate hit an all-time low in 2020. Data analyzed by a nonprofit show in a trend that continued last year. Only 51% of homicides were solved, according to to the FBI. So not only are you far more likely to be murdered in this country these days, there's about a a coin toss, about a 50% chance uh, that the murderer will go free. No one will ever find him or bring justice to you and your family.
0: It's Friday, March 3rd, year of our Lord, 2023. And... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene. All Do right,
1: welcome back, the folks. Or good okay, morning to you three, if you're just two, tuning morning, in. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Infowars.com, band.video. Should be a good Friday today. We'll... Open up the lines for phone calls, although we also are uh, expecting to hear from Joe Biggs around 9 a.m. at 10 a.m. We'll be joined by a local activist known on the Internet as Dash, who uh, goes around and exposes what it looks like to live in a city beset by a caring, loving environmentalist whose every policy causes pain, suffering and destroys the earth. It's strange, isn't it? Isn't it so strange how this happens over and over every single time, forever, constantly? Isn't that so weird how that happens? You would think that some sort of pattern recognition would kick in at a certain point, but it doesn't, and we're going to cover a story a little bit later. Just the, the headline alone just says, even Democrats like me are fed up with San Francisco's decline. Even Democrats like me are fed up. Even us, the people who caused it all to happen, are now mad at the consequences of our own demands. They just have no ability to comprehend, like, cause and effect. It's very strange. It's very strange. Sort of horrifying. Uh, We have a lot of videos to show you as well today, and we're going to go to a few of these now. And good lord, some of these I don't even want to go to, but we will. We're, we're going to go to them, whether we like it or not. We're going to see what, you know, what's actually happening. Let's go first to uh, clip number 11 here. This is in uh, NBC News, MSNBC. And it's actually an extremely interesting turn of events. They sent a uh, reporter to find out what's going on in Crimea, ostensibly to progress the agenda of the new world order media combine corrupt warmongering establishment probably hoping that the people in crimea would be crying out to be saved from the russians that's not what they got though and the outcome is well appropriately authoritarian for these people we'll tell you what the reaction to this is on the other side but first uh here is the msnbc news segment of uh, Zelensky wanting to retake Crimea. Let's watch.
0: President Zelensky vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? The people there whom you spoke to view themselves as Russian.
2: that 's right from those people that we spoke to, it seemed unrealistic and Andrew, I want to show you some new picture that we uh, filmed yesterday at the Ports of Astopol. Now this is the closest that any u s news crew has got to the Russian Black Sea fleet. In many, many years, what you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Uh, why it's important is because uh, Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend to p- defend that port, to not have it uh, taken away from him. Uh, he may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony: uh, the fact since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago I- in Ukraine, the Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the Black Sea fleet there, potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, It is a military town. So again, when, for example, Victoria, Victoria Nuland talks about, at the very least, we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering, how on earth does that happen?
0: And, Kier, we keep hearing that Crimea is exactly what NATO and the U.S. fear Zelensky will try to go into with long-range weapons, maybe even with those F-16s, if he ever were to get them, which I don't think he will, not in the near term. They're worried that that is a tripwire for Vladimir Putin. What is your take on that?
2: That's what they are worried about. I mean, that we're standing in the place that has uh, Jake Sullivan, for example, really worried, Andrew. And the reason why is because the idea that NATO weapons might kind of land on this this place and potentially kill Russian civilians, uh, and that that would be a- an escalation. But, by the way, this is an enormous challenge. Mark Mill- General Mark Milley has, has made this clear. This is an enormous challenge for the Ukrainians. Here's why. Let's just give you a close-up look at that, that bridge b- behind me there. That's how we travelled... Uh, into uh, Crimea, it is open now. It is one of only two ways to get here. The other is a land bridge over to the northwest of here that is very, very much exposed. So with land forces, how do you take Crimea if you are the Ukrainians? That's why General Mark Milley says he thinks uh, that it will be extremely difficult for the Ukrainians to push uh, the Russians out of here. We we have seen uh, substantial defenses around this bridge behind me that is, uh, President Putin's pride of joy, pride and joy, uh, uh, Andrea, and, and that's not surprising, but uh, as we saw in, in my piece, I mean, we also uh, know that the Ukrainians have wanted, or at least they haven't admitted it, but it's, it seems pretty likely that it was the Ukrainians, that they've wanted to target uh, that bridge behind me there. Again, if you take down that bridge... How do the civilians leave? These are very, very difficult questions if we do get to the point where Crimea is uh, an objective that the Ukrainians realistically uh, can look at militarily.
1: I almost feel bad for these people. Like you can just tell they've spent the last year fully uh, doing everything they can to advocate for Ukraine, to portray Ukraine in the greatest light possible, to drive hatred towards and war against Russia. And then they go to investigate it themselves, and they're just like, huh, yeah, it's uh, – they say they want to do this, but it's kind of impossible, and the people on the ground don't want them to. <laughs> are, are are we the baddies? Like it, there's this like hesitancy in reporting any of this stuff because their projected desire of what reality is is in flagrant disregard to what is actually happening. And it's like they can't help themselves. They're just like, I guess I just have to keep pushing the bad people. I guess I just have to keep advocating for the evil ones. I'm pretty – I'm in pretty deep at this point. They're like panicking. It's very strange. It's very bizarre. They're like, this bridge that somebody terrorist attacked, it was probably Ukraine. But we don't know if it was Ukraine, but it probably was. They're just like, it's like, why don't you just tell the truth? Why don't you just tell the truth? If you're there on the ground and everybody around you is like, yeah, we're Russian and we love Russia and we want to be Russian and the Ukrainians are trying to take us over, cut us off from escape and then murder us. you know, Why don't you report that? Why don't you tell that if that's the truth? Uh, Let's go to another video here, if you guys had a chance to pull it in. Here's uh, them actually talking to people in Crimea, asking them whether they're Russian or Ukrainian.
2: Is Crimea Russian or Ukrainian? Crimea is Russian. Of course, Russian. Uh, 73-year-old Praxovia uh, tells me Zelensky uh, will not get Crimea back. Because we have our commander in chief,
3: Putin.
2: Every one of them told us that they are Russian and that if President Zelensky thinks Ukrainian forces can come here, they will fight them. President Zelensky has said that the Ukraine war started here and it will end here. But no one was able to tell us how it will end and how much more blood will be
1: spilt. Yeah, you're the bad guys. You are the bad guys. People of Crimea are Russian, feel Russian, want to be Russian, are Russian. And you want to invade, murder, and or expel them for your own geopolitical machinations. So you're the bad guys. We are the right ones. We are opposing you and have been the entire time. Your own conscience is screaming at you from deep inside where you've buried it in your soul. And uh, you're the bad ones. You're working for the bad ones. And by the way... The bad guys hate you now, too. This is a story from Gateway Pundit. Ukraine lists NBC news reporter on Ukrainian government hit list after he reports that most Crimeans are pro Russian. NBC reporter Kier Simmons from England recently traveled to Ukraine during his visit most people said they uh, were russian not ukrainian following following his report the ukrainian regime placed him on their Mivrodet's website which is managed by the ukrainian security services it says he attacked ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity now he's on their hit list so even the people you're working for want to kill you
4: there is a war for the future happening right now there is a war that will control my destiny your destiny our children's destinies. And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication, it takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to InfoWarStore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time. Infowarstore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World. Ultimate Bone Broth, back in stock. Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. It's all available at Infowarstore.com. Some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at Infowarstore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to Infowarstore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So again, please take action. Go to InfowarsTore.com today, and I thank you. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWorksStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the info war. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to infowarstore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality, full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. Infowarstore.com.
0: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: All right, welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is how you support us. There's no better time than now to go to Infowarsstore.com. I got to tell you, for no other reason, just. Just trust me when I say everybody at Infowars works about six to ten times harder than anybody else in any other media establishment. I'm not even exaggerating. There's something there's there's something in the water here at Infowars. It puts a fire in people's bellies. Like it, it really just uh, I can't even explain it without like saying things that I that I've promised not to say (laughs) from people in other organizations. But yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we work six days a week, seven days, you know, if we feel like it. There's there's no time off. There's no pause from the constant battle that we're in because we really treat this like a war. And uh, we're going to keep doing that, you know, whether you pay us or not, honestly, because we actually believe this stuff. We're like the only organization in America that actually does. Most other organizations, they're all about the clicks. They want to make money with it. They want to do as little work as possible while getting the most accolades. We're the total opposite here. You can take the accolades and stick them up your butt. We couldn't care less about whether people celebrate us for what we do. Uh, What we care about is trying to wage an information war, trying to wake people up to the reality that we're in and – we do it because we actually believe in this stuff. It's it's such a rare thing, and it's such a beautiful thing. And uh, I hope that you can just support us in this. We're all in. All that we ask you is that you help us out. That so you give us a, a leg up, a, a hand. If you you know, you're like the um, you're like the people on the side of the marathon route handing us fruit slices and water, just to make sure that we are able to keep going. We're, we're going to keep running. We're going to keep doing everything we can. All we ask is that you support us in this mission by going to InfoWarsStore.com. And you can you know, rest easy knowing that you're supporting the most dedicated and authentic voice in alternative media, bar none. Now, I want to talk about insanity. I want to talk about idiocy. I want to talk about what it is that drives the leftists and just what's going on in their brain. We're going to really, we're going to try to tinker around in there and see what we can figure out. Here's the story from New York Times, guest essay, written a few days ago. It says this, even Democrats like me are fed up with San Francisco. Even Democrats like me, even Democrats who are perfectly willing to live in filth and be surrounded by crime and misery. Even we think it's a little much now. And you can just read this uh, first paragraph to see how they cannot honestly wrestle with the consequences of their own policies. And this reminds me of just stuff that happens in my personal life. So what this says, right, they have to project everything. They can't just say, gee, I have noticed in my life that everything is bad now because I got everything I wanted. They have to offset it. They have to project it. On to somebody else. It says, few subjects please Tucker Carlson more than sticking a shiv into the city of his birth, San Francisco. Sadly, Mr. uh, Carlson has plenty of reasons for portraying San Francisco as a crippled city, hence his fondness for broadcasting clips of homeless encampments and drug addicts. But Mr. Carlson and his ilk have less interest in understanding why these problems exist. Now, we know why these problems exist. It's you. It's your fault. Actually, we know why these problems exist. It's because of the policies that you pursue. This isn't a rare thing. This isn't a strange occurrence. This isn't like, gee, we're doing everything, we're doing everything that this city's doing, but this one's collapsing and we're not. No, you're doing everything wrong and stupidly, and and in a way that destroys everything that's worth appreciating about a city. So we know why you're not interested in actually admitting why. And again, it reminds me of like conversations I've had uh, with my like more lefty friends, or they'll be in a conversation with somebody. I remember just this exact conversation. Uh, my friend who lives in New York was a film director. And he was talking to some like Indian woman. And she was like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a I'm a director. And she's like, another white guy director. And he, sa- he says to me, my friend says to me, yeah, I thought like, man, if Harrison was here, he would have said something. And it's like, that's your own conscience yelling at you. For some reason, you're like, scared of your own thoughts and so in order to like be able to understand them you have to project them onto somebody else what what that is is your soul going hey you shouldn't take this hey you should stand up against this hey you shouldn't just let people abuse you but since you're so uncomfortable with strength since you're uncomfortable with confidence you go man if Harrison was here he would not allow this he would have said something he had, this would have made him mad it's like, yeah, it should make you mad. You're, you have, you're will, willfully sublimating your own natural reaction and offsetting it to somebody else. So this person like, walks around, and they see a homeless encampment. They see drug addicts, and they see filth and human feces and crime, and, and it, everything's miserable. And they go, man, T- I bet Tucker Carlson would talk about this. You know, Tucker Carlson, this is proving him right, and that's why it's bad. It's like, no, that's your own conscience going, oh, this sucks. Oh, everything around me sucks, and it's all my fault, but I can't, I can't, I, 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 my ego is too big to allow that to happen. So let's continue. Like it or not, they say, San Francisco has become a prize example of how we Democrats have become our own worst enemy, which is true. They are their own worst enemy. Everything they profess to believe is destroyed by their own policies. That is true. But you're also the enemy of everyone else. So that's kind of inconvenient. Right, you're, You ruin everything for everybody, even your own people. So it's like you're not even serving your own people. You're just an enemy of everyone, and you make everyone that follows you miserable. So stop. Just stop doing that. Just wake up. Just stop doing the thing that everybody hates and that you hate. Just stop doing it. Is this complicated? Is this, do I need to go to San Francisco, have a talking with a few people? But they don't, they they actually, I mean, they refuse to admit it. They refuse to acknowledge it. For several years, I've tried hard to figure out the reasons for our civic confusion. What could it be? I don't know. San uh, San Francisco's problems didn't occur overnight, and they don't bode well well for other cities, long considered democratic fortresses, where the consequences of the fentanyl epidemic, homeless encampments, housing that is unaffordable for most, deteriorating school systems, and high tax rates are also evident. (laughs) Gee, what do you know? Here, janitors, nurses, teachers, and bus drivers are forced to endure 90-minute commutes. Two-income couples can't afford to start a family. Young children have become increasingly rare sights, and the police department cannot fill fill its ranks. And they say that what's happened is it's become the subject to a tyranny of the minority. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No way. They say it's all been crippled by a small coterie who know how to bend government to its will. So, again, there's something wrong with you people. There's something mentally abhorrent in your thought process that needs to be cured somehow. I don't know. You're not willing to face it yourself. It's like an addict who won't admit that they're an alcoholic. That's the first step. The first step is admitting that everything you believe is wrong and stupid and bad. That the evidence of your policies is that there aren't children anymore and there's nothing but trash and filth and misery and the working people who you claim to uphold suffer the most out of all of it. It's time for you to recognize and admit that. It's time for you to apologize for all of us for putting us through this the entire time. I mean how much – how many times does it have to happen? Because so far, their track record is it's every single time. Every single time, you people get everything you want. Everything gets worse. Absolutely everything thing and then you can't figure out why that is and you can't figure out why you just double down and do it even more so this is all your fault you owe all of us an apology and you should shut up and go away
4: out of humility i've got some good news our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80 percent reorder rate with customers that's the good news they're amazing the bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfowarStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products plus it funds the Infowar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think of what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to Infowarsstore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the Info war, and help us defeat the new world together. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today
0: you're listening to the american
1: journal with your host harrison smith right, welcome back folks i i gotta keep spending time on this article because it, it's it just goes right to the heart of like everything wrong in this country it's like so obvious i can't believe i have to do this Honestly, I can't believe that I have to explain this when it's just so unbelievably evident across the board. There is no exception. There's nowhere in this country, anywhere in the world, but let's stick with this country. There's nowhere in America that gets better when it becomes more liberal. It just doesn't happen. No no policy ever works as intended. They never stop doing it because that's the result, right? like trying to put out a grease fire you throw water on it it gets bigger and you're like oh crap i need more water that's that's the response from the democrats continuously across the board like it is a psychopathy it's a it's a mental illness it's a persistent defect in their thinking that they are doing willfully they're making the choice to do this it's ego it's stupidity i I really don't know it's training it's programming from uh, outside sources I, i can't really figure it out because I'm not one of these people, but they don't, they don't get it either. They don't even know it's happening. So I'm trying to inform you that if you want things to get better, you have to stop doing the things that make everything worse. Okay? And apparently I have to explain this to you like you're a child because you're all children apparently. He says, uh, for the past three decades, there's been consistent tinkering with the armature of government by office holders and their staffs, many of whom do not seem animated by a sense of great purpose, but rather doing whatever it takes to maintain power and influence. Others peddle radicalism. One city supervisor is a member of the Democratic Socialist of America. These crafty legislators have the time and resources to deceive voters with what, on the surface, might appear like insignificant tweaks to the city's operating instructions, or by rule changes written in language that seem to be deliberately opaque. Oh, really? And you keep voting for them? Tell me more. Tell me more about the people who've done this for three decades, continue to get your vote and support, and that you think it's uh, racist to not support them. No, no. It's so interesting how this keeps happening. And again, it's just like all of the things that this person points out are all the things the Democrats are advocating for on a national level. Not just the Democrats, the socialists, the communists, the, the morons, the idiots, the the – people that beset us like a cancer at every level the core of the issue he says in san francisco and other cities is that government is more malleable at the city level than at higher levels of government Hmm. if the u.s constitution requires decades and a chisel and hammer to change san francisco's city charger uh, city charter is like a live google doc controlled by manipulative copy editors yeah that's because the founding fathers knew that the will of the people could be easily manipulated because you're all stupid sheep and you can be tricked into making rapid nonsensical changes that are hard to undo. So they put in place a system where you'd have to have debate and the process was deliberately slowed down. You know, that's the thing that, Democrats, again, hate at the national level and are trying desperately to change. That's why they're trying to get rid of the supermajority and trying to get rid of uh, the Supreme Court, pack the Supreme Court, or uh, get rid of the filibuster rule that they're all advocating for. All of these things are directly designed to stop you psychopaths from doing exactly what you do in San Francisco that's ruining everything, even by your own admission. But again, they just can't figure this out. They can't figure this out. So I don't know. Says another sea change came with the introduction of a two thousand of two thousand two in ranked choice voting that put an end to elections where the top candidates went off to a runoff election if they did not win an outright majority. Since then, the race where there's no absolute majority, the winner is only selected after a successive round of tabulations known as instant runoffs, and a confusing process that can readily be gamed by backers of particular candidates. Oh, really? And now you're trying to export that to the rest of the country? And now you're you're. Running campaigns to try to institute that in cities around the country because you think petulantly, uh, uh, immediately, right? There's no, there's just no extended forethought to these people. There's no like actually actual consideration of the consequences, and even when those consequences are manifest and actually slap them in the face, they still refuse to recognize what it is. This guy's admitting that's the ranked choice. Uh, voting, But that's now going in in country in cities all over the country, and they want to have it on a national level as well. And you're supporting it, and you're pushing for it, and you're the ones doing this. So again, I just – I can't – we can't live with these people. These people can't be allowed to have electoral say in our country. I, I don't know how we stop them uh, because obviously their own egos don't allow them to just admit like, God, gosh, maybe we don't know what we're doing. We're going to take a step back for now. They just blame Tucker Carlson for talking about it and then double down on whatever they were doing. They're they're petulant children. They need to be treated like, uh, I don't know, misbehaving dogs. Uh, then there's the matter of San Francisco being a one-party town. Oh, that's such a big problem, San Francisco being a one-party town. Here's a question. Is it that San Francisco is a one-party town or is it the one party is the Democrats and they suck and everything they do makes everything worse? No, think about that for a second. I want the author of this –… and everybody who lives in San Francisco and everybody who's listening to me now that thinks that liberalism or, or socialism is the right way to go, just to think for a second if this uh, is the same issue that you see in small towns that are single-party Republican towns. Is it that it's a one-party town or is it that the one party is you? Is it the one party that controls everything are utter and complete failures? Arsons of civilization. Just, but they like they can't do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what this mental block is, where it's like, gee, the Democrats have been in charge for San Francisco for thirty years, and in those thirty years, it's been a direct downward trajectory towards absolute collapse, failure, despotism, horror, death. And they're like, oh, so it's just one party? Maybe that's the gee. Maybe that's the issue. It's a one-party town, huh? One party, huh? That's got to be it. That's got to be it. If it was a one-party town of Republicans, yeah, it wouldn't have all these problems, would you? No, everything would actually be good and nice and and wonderful. And you'd have little kids running around, and you wouldn't have human feces covering the street, and you wouldn't have a rampant crime crisis where stores are having to close entire businesses because they can't make a profit because you allow criminals out on the street. Like, maybe if this was a one-party town... That was Republican, and none of these issues would exist like they used to not exist when you used to be a Republican town. They can't do it. Then they complain about the hollowing out of city newspapers. in our case, the San Francisco Chronicle, also contributes to poor go- governance. And I, I imagine, I mean I'm just uh, spitballing here, but probably, probably because it's so right wing. You know, probably it's because they, they love Tucker Carlson so much. Why don't they just give San Francisco to Tucker Carlson? He'll tell the truth about your city, and maybe you can change. But no, I'm sorry. You started this article out insulting Tucker Carlson and complaining that he points out how bad it is whenever your policies get enacted. And San Francisco, like a growing number of blue cities, suffers a dearth of minority middle-class voters who could offer a steadying influence. Wow. Wow, you don't say. San Francisco is the best example right? because you've got, you've got these stories. From a couple years ago, when this first started happening, where you'd have you have this this Xanadu, these these pleasure palaces of like Facebook and Apple, where they build these campuses that are state of the art technologically, just futuristic. Everything is free. Everything is uh, you know ready made for all of the workers there. They bust them. To where they live in you know million dollar high rises, you know somewhere in San Francisco, they go down. They get on their free bus with their Wi Fi and their espresso maker, and they drive through the city that's just an utter ruin with trash everywhere, and things are on fire, and people are throwing feces at the bus or throwing scooters in front of the bus to try to stop it. Just these like rabid zombie hordes of the unfortunate that are just like and you're just sealed off from it. You're just in this little in this little bus driving right through, ignoring it, flipping through your iPad while the people outside are just like toothless and dirty and just like ah and then you get to your little xanadu and you spend your your time like scootering around and trying to you know figure out how to censor conservatives you get on the bus and go back through the hellscape dystopian nonsense that your policies have uh, established then you're like where's the middle class what happened to the middle class there's a reason this is happening in san francisco it's the same reason it's happening in la it's the same reason it happened throughout latin america as well the the bifurcation of the society into the ultimate and uh perpetual poor that cannot pull themselves up and, and are not helped by the endless uh, you know, tax money that's, that they're given, and the ultra-rich who run everything and operate with impunity and are the cause of all of this while the middle class disappears. There's a reason it happens in all these cities, and it's
4: because you people are mentally ill. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio-magnesium product or whether it's down and out our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% cumanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWorksTore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfowarsTore.com
0: Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: All right, welcome back, folks. I, get, I gotta finish up with this uh, San Francisco piece. The last uh, paragraph in this article. Is this. There are plenty of reasons to believe that Democratic San Francisco can once again become a bellwether for the nation, this time by turning around a city that's been held hostage by the political classes. Held hostage by the political classes. Pay no heed to the fact that I said earlier that it's a one-party town and that the Democrats run everything. It's the class – it's the political classes. No, there's just one. There's only one, so just – what you meant to say, this time by turning around a city that's been held hostage by the Democrats. Okay, great. Glad we, glad we settled that. There's an increasing recognition that voters have repeatedly been duped. Have they, though? This this is the thing. It's like they get everything they want. And it's true on the national level, but it's especially true in places like San Francisco. And you can almost do a, a trend chart, like a one-to-one ratio where it's like the more you get what you want the worse everything is. It's not a it's not an outlier here. It's not a you know, it's not a confusing thing to get to the bottom of. It's just like you want to look at the worst cities in the country, you'll see the most democratic cities in the country. You want to see America's trend towards despotism and chaos and murder and failure and just Nothing that anybody would ever want to celebrate. It's directly in line with their trend of becoming more and more democratic. So when America – the government is looks like the government of San Francisco, America will look like San Francisco. It's not a hard – this is not a hard thing to get to the bottom of. And I don't like being like condescending like this. But what you're going to – you're going to explain this to these people? This line – means they're not going to change. There's an increasing recognition that voters have been repeatedly duped. You have not been duped. Nobody duped you. Nobody tricked you. You got everything you wanted. You were wrong. Your policies are bad. Nobody's tricking you into these policies. I'm trying – you know, it's like um, (laughs) – it's like I, I don't even know how to explain it. In a metaphor, because it's just—it's the real thing, right? I could just—I can just explain how it's actually happening. I'd like to come up with some sort of analogy, some sort of you know illustration of what's going on. But the illustration is just the city of San Francisco, right? They go, uh, we're gonna—we're gonna do a program to uh, help the homeless. We've there's too much, there's too many homeless. This is not good. We're gonna do a program to help the homeless, and then. You get everything you want, and all the money goes exactly where you want it to go. Then the homeless problem gets significantly worse, and you go, "Oh my god, I was duped! I was duped! I was tricked!" No, you weren't tricked; you're just dumb. Sorry. Again, I don't like. It's actually, you know, I shouldn't say that because they're not dumb. This guy's obviously very smart, but you can be extremely intelligent and also mentally incapacitated by your political ideology. We got duped. And then we did it again, and then we did it again, and then we did it again. God, we keep getting duped. You're not being duped. You are a dupe. <laughs> what a good word, dupe. Bunch of dupes that we're dealing with here. And there's a, cl- uh, there's a growing clamor for change. It won't be easy. It will take time, tenacity, magnanimity, and contributions of many. But eventually, Tucker Carlson will be made to eat his words, and San Francisco will work better for everyone. Again, these people, they have this ability to see the video that you're seeing now, to see what's happening now, and go, oh, this is proving Tucker Carlson right. Right. Yeah, They're not mad at the filth. They're not mad at the chaos. They're not mad that their kids can't go play at the park or walk down the street without being infected with HIV or stepping on a needle. They aren't mad at that. They're mad at Tucker Carlson pointing out why it's happening. There's something wrong with these people. Tucker Carlson would be made to eat his words. Even that is hilarious. They're like, well – you know, Todd Carlson's like, uh, the way you're doing things is making everything worse. And they're like, well, well then we're going to change what we're doing, and we're going to do it a different way, and then you're going to have to eat your words. It's like, oh, you mean when you prove him right? Okay, so he's calling out the way you're doing things now is bad. You're going to change the way you do things, and somehow that proves him wrong? Just stop. Just stop it. Just Just take a deep breath. Relax. Take your ego out of the picture and think for yourself, what is it actually going to take? To have a city I'm proud of again What is it actually going to take To have a city that's not just Beautiful and thriving But just basically livable And if what you've been doing For the last 30 years Has consistently without abjuration Made everything worse continuously Maybe it's your fault Maybe it's all your fault And maybe You cannot do things like Flee California And move to other states and then start doing it there. It's just totally insane. It's totally insane. Locust mind. That's what it is. The mind of a locust eating all the corn in a field and going, somebody ate all this corn. We've been duped. We were told there was corn here. You destroy it. You are the destroyers. You are the plague. You are the arsons, arsonists. You are the cause of the fire and you fan the flames. And then you ask why everything is burned. Just stop. Just stop it, okay? A little stack of news here. All from today, by the way. You would think this would get through eventually. You would think eventually how consistent this pattern is somehow would break through. It doesn't, though. You're going to complain that people warn about the association between uh, pedophiles and the LGBT. Q community, you're going to write that people are uh, homophobic and hateful and have to be silenced because they dare draw that line. And if anybody has a suspicion that somebody who is gay might also be a pedophile, well, that's clearly a homophobic slur, and you have to shut them down. And oh, what's this? Uh, Fifty uh, children have been uh, raped by a uh, LGBTQ activist in mayor. Darn it. Well, whoops, I guess those kids just have to deal with it. Oh, gee, we uh, defunded all the police and. Uh, You know, inspired a a political movement of anti-law enforcement. Look, nearly half of U.S. murders are going unsolved, and that's after the massive and unrelenting spike in murders itself. Gosh, who would have thought? Huh, you made uh, shoplifting legal, and now all of the stores are having to close. And now you're complaining that it's hurting the uh, low-income shoppers the most. People who live near the stores that are closing are saying the closures will have a big impact on them and low-income shoppers. Gee, so everything is worse now because of the policies you implemented? What? What? You got everything you wanted. Now everything sucks? What? No way. Again? Seriously, again and again and again? Seriously? Over and over? Really? 100,000 times and you can't get it? Really? Okay. Oh, you're going to help the earth. You're going to save the earth. You're an environmentalist that wants to rescue all of the beautiful uh, animals that are that are disappearing. And you're building uh, windmills off the coast of New Jersey. What's this? 23 whales dead with only two wind turbines in place over the course of a couple of months. Wow, what? No way. Again? Everything worse again? Everything you do every single time? Really? No way. I can't believe it. We've been duped. We've been duped by getting exactly what we wanted. We made demands, and then we used violence to, you know, force them to be accepted. And now everything's worse. We got duped, you guys. We got tricked by our own brains. Just enough, right? Enough with these people. Enough with just these people that just make everything worse. Like you, just again. Am I supposed to talk to? Am I supposed to try to educate these people? Children don't need to be educated like this. If my son tries to, you know, uh, grab something that's spiky and it, and it hurts him, he doesn't grab it again. You people are, are worse than two-year-olds. These are just people that like – there's like a rusty nail and they reach out to grab it and it cuts them. And they're like, ah, and they reach out again and they reach out again. And like by the end of the day, their entire forearm is just like bloody and infected and gang- gangrenous. And they're just like that nail tricked me, that I was duped by that nail. Then they reach out to grab it again. They're like, one day Tucker Carlson will eat his words. Because one day I'm going to pick this nail up. Ah, ah, ah! Damn it! Ah! It's just like learn, learn for once, for the love of God, for for the sake of humanity, you've you've got to stop. No, that's not true. It's not true. We have to stop you. Let me correct myself. We, it's up to us to stop you, people. Uh, and and. All your all your little schemes All your little plans All your little uh, Crocodile tears But we just want to help the underprivileged And then all the underprivileged are just like On drugs and infected And dying on the streets And living in tents So enough Enough of your Psychopathic altruism Enough of your complete Divorce from reality We're going to stick to reality from now on We're going to look at what works and what doesn't. And unfortunately for you, it means you all have to shut up and go away and just deal with living a better life in a beautiful city.
4: Okay. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfowarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the info war. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to infowarstore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality, full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. infowarstore.com.
0: You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
3: We Americans are under attack by our own government. We the people have no choice but to once again defend our freedom. This has all happened before. And we can learn much from the American Revolution. Starting in 1763, to pay for debts incurred from a war with France, the British began enforcing new taxes on the American colonies. In response to this, the colonies set up their own parallel government based on a simple structure of three committees delegated to voice the will of the people. A committee of correspondence to disseminate information, A committee of inspection to enforce continental congress decisions and the most important of the three a committee of safety to act as general executive in the absence of legal authority these committees stemmed from each community of all the colonies and each and every local committee of safety had two missions to provide military support and monitor political affairs each community delegated its own representatives to speak on their behalf at the county level and then at the state level, where state legislatures are thereby formed and senators are elected to represent the overall interests of the people in that state. With these committees, the 13 colonies honorably created a parallel government that lawfully nullified British rule. This compelled the Crown to take it back by force, which was met by an honorable and lawful defense of the colonies, known as the American Revolution. The three-committee structure that made up this parallel government inspired our U.S. Constitution, a concept of government based upon delegation. Individuals were not elected to rule. Their only purpose was to facilitate and implement the will of the people. It was a government of the people by the people and for the people. Each state was considered to be its own country, which was freely subordinating aspects of its own authority to a federal government. Lawfully speaking, this has never changed, but the federal government of the United States has become bloated with loyalists to the city of London and enemies of we the people. For well over a century, we the people have been coerced into becoming voluntary slaves to a multinational corporate power structure which has increasingly dumbed us down more and more with each generation unconstitutional amendments have been enacted constitutional limits of representation have been ignored and by accepting federal reserve banknotes we have made ourselves a dishonorable nation of debtors By continually contracting with the corporate US being operated out of the Washington DC city state, Americans are perpetually surrendering their constitutional sovereignty in return for corporate benefits. We share a common enemy with our founding fathers. Today we call them globalists. Back then they called them British, a foreign power exploiting the will and destiny of Americans. And back then, their remedy was the Committee of Safety. This is happening again today. Communities are forming their own committees of safety. An excellent example is Santa Rosa County, Florida, where the Recall Florida movement sprang from, which seeks to empower the citizens of Florida with the ability to recall county commissioners for corruption, malfeasance, and neglect of duty. The county sheriff is charged with upholding the supreme law of the Constitution. And with your county government in line with your county sheriff, citizens of that county will have the lawful parallel government they need to liberate themselves from contracts made with the corporate U.S. Because the powers held by the sheriff supersede those of any government official when in the jurisdiction of that Do your county. patriotic duty, folks.
1: Join side- your local safety squad. That is a fantastic video from Greg Reese. You can find and share it on band.video. Fight back. Safety committees of the revolution. It's a re-revolution. we got to get back to the first time we did it. Undo all the crap that's happened since then. We'll be back on the other side of the second hour of the American Journal. Don't go
0: taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
1: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're waiting on connecting with uh, Joe Biggs, obviously. You know, anybody in, in prison. Fortunately, more and more of our guests these days calling in from behind bars as the regime works to punish people for their free speech and it just means that we um, it's just a little bit more difficult to uh figure out how to get them on so we'll, we'll be waiting for him and we'll go to him as soon as possible we may have to interrupt whatever we're doing to do that but that's what we're going to do i just uh man these people i'm telling you i'm telling you all these people There's a lot of videos uh, to go to as well. I'm going to go to – we'll talk about LGBTQP stuff now. And again, I just – I try to understand the mindset of the leftists. You have to know your enemy. You have to try to comprehend how they see the world in an effort to – rip them away from their cult but at a certain point you just have to acknowledge and admit and, and embrace the fact that these people's decisions and, and their actions and their ideology and their policies are not informed by an intelligent and thoughtful recitation of the facts like they aren't looking at at what actually works. They're driven by some sort of deep-seated impulse that I'm not even sure they understand. But it gives them a thrill. It's a it's a their policies are are almost uniformly pleasure seeking for themselves. They get an ego boost. They get to feel like they're doing something that is dangerous and, and subversive without actually doing anything dangerous or subversive, right? These are people that they wouldn't do these things if they weren't allowed to do them. You know, if there are actually laws against some of the things these people do, they just wouldn't do them. They're, they're not about to like risk their own self, but they know that everybody hates that they do it. And somehow that gives them like a thrill of some sort. I'll show you a couple videos to illustrate this. First, we'll go to clip number seventeen. Here, here's a teacher at uh, Davis Elementary School bragging about some of the decor- decorations he has in his classroom. Again, if this if this person wasn't prompted to do this and celebrated for doing this by the media and by social media and by the you know activists that that uphold him, he wouldn't actually do this. He's doing it because he's allowed to do it, but. He gets to pretend that he lives in like a Christian fascist society, and he's a he's an underground warrior. He's not. He's an uh, he's an abuser. He's a you know, just petulant little child acting up, knowing that you know his parents won't won't punish him. That's all this is. So let's go now to clip number seventeen. Here's uh, an elementary school teacher in America.
4: Ooh, if you don't like these, you know what's really going to burn your biscuits? I don't have an American flag anywhere in my classroom either. Oh, no. And
1: there you can see if we pause at the uh, upside-down pentagram with Hail Satan written on the whiteboard. There's an elementary school teacher who looks like Ron Jeremy's illegitimate son. With an upside down pentagram and Hail Satan written on the whiteboard, saying he doesn't have an American flag, but he has Black Lives Matter and transgender rainbow flags on the wall. Again, he gets to act like this is edgy, he gets to act like this is something, you know, subversive or dangerous that he's doing, uh, knowing full well that the entire satanic corporate structure is backing him. He's a foot soldier for just evil you know and this is the thing it's like again you can't reason with someone like that he knows what he's doing it's like you know the the it's almost the the liberal idea of like well if we just if you just explain it to him if you just if they just understood they understand you know, that guy doesn't understand what he's doing he's doing evil and he's reveling in it it's not complicated it's not hard to figure out something needs to be there's no conclusion there's no you know conclusion or compromise you can come to with someone like that He's out to destroy you. The answer is to destroy him, politically, obviously, but thoroughly and in a way that you know, prevents his rising up again. It's the only way to do it. So you know we'll go to clip number two here. Guy Adams, uh, Adam Brooks posted this. It's a conversational roundtable that happened on uh, UK television. And half the people in this, perfectly reasonable, obviously not hateful they're obviously you know their position is not coming from some authoritarian basis but along with them is somebody who is just pursuing this deconstructionism regardless of the outcome or the effects that it has or whether it's good or bad morally ethically they either don't care or they know it's bad and they do it anyway let's go now to uh clip number two adam Brooks posted this, says, I lost my temper here, but I believe for a good reason. This perverted, depraved sexualization has everything to do with kids, and it has to stop. Let's watch. Why are these performances unacceptable?
5: Firstly, for the people that say, oh, the babies don't even know what's going on, if you actually look on the website, it's an organization specifically targeted at babies. Mm. For something to be baby sensory, you are obviously going to curate, as they've said, the activities to children. The question is, why do men and women wearing barely any clothing, wearing nipple tassels, wearing bondage gear and stripper heels and thongs, need to be performing for children?
6: Cost of living. Sorry.
1: Cost why, of
0: living.
5: Why, why would, cost why of would living. you okay. to do that? These are hypersexualized You Have to do it for cost of living. And sorry, this has sorry. got nothing to do with being anti-LGBT. Yeah. In fact, it's actually pretty homophobic to suggest that hypersexualized themes mm. and caricatures of women mm. through drag acts need to constantly be associated with okay. being gay. That's incorrect. A- Amy,
7: can I just say, if I had no money to my name whatsoever. There is a pretty straightforward reason why I wouldn't put a thong on and dance in front of children, if and that's because I think queen, that might make me look like a paedophile.
6: That's absolutely ridiculous. No, it's not. <laughs> that you could actually correlate <laughs> drag ridiculous. queens
7: to, to
5: paedophilia. That's what but you a just in front I'm of
7: exactly. A man in a thong... Girating in, in front of a baby. No, but this yeah. is
5: the thing with the, with the drag with drag culture. So it's perfectly fine. It's fun. I've been to those sorts of events myself. But these are adult environments yeah. that they belong in, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of drag queens would feel extremely uncomfortable with being virtually naked in a thong but, dancing you, for so toddlers. So do you not
6: take, me. Uh, right? You so I, I refute the how hypersexualized that those those five second clips can. Give We've the seen more.
7: It's but very sexualized. On the whole,
6: on the whole, drag queens were working with children in the UK are all completely DBS checks. Do a child well, a DBS appropriate... Che- you can't a breathe child your appropriate means you've not been called. OK, well then... So that's a DBS check. Well, then nonsense. I think if there was one example of a drag queen grooming a child for there sex, are. then you might have a leg to stand on with examples. this. But there, there are 90% yes, there are. of child abuse cases in America, are with, a child, sex with parents offender and people that a live drag queen story in
7: their Let's just cut to the chase. I'm a father of three Children, if anyone took my kids to see that sort of show, it's not
6: compulsory, Adam. I,
7: I would string them up. Right? That is disgusting to you. It's perverted. It's depraved. In your opinion? No. Would you take your child to that?
6: Firstly, that, if, that's the baby. So it's basically more for the parents. So I yeah. remember when my son. Was would born, you take your the, child the, to that so The local cinema oh, used like to do one a. One um, second. Can would I, can you, I right. answer your question?
7: Would you take your child to that um, show? The,
6: the, the, any sexualisation of that would go completely over the baby's head. And they would see colours, makeup, and fun, uh, uh, and uh, hear I'll the go music. That is uh, far as far to say. So so Patrick, can I, can I anyone example? that
7: takes their child to that needs their hard drive checked. It's perverted and depraved.
6: Yeah, it's completely legal. There's nothing illegal. The finger's personal We don't know In
5: we don't, we don't know, actually, if it's completely legal because there are some real safeguarding concerns um, in we're those environments.
7: We're seeing now, just to just, 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 try to interrupt you, but this is what we're looking at so, now. So it's a man upside down with a leopard print thong on. Which you that might is see on the beach. That is a complete bum-out. I'm on pretty sure beach. I will see something... A beach and that is not comparable. Don't be but so how ridiculous. Is it it. Number one, what do you think is going to happen to these
5: number babies? Number one, the parents are paid to be there... And number number two, they are interacting and in close proximity to children.
1: It's a conversation they're having in 2023. Is it sexualized to have sex with babies? We don't know.
4: It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023. And the world is an insane place. World War Three has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast and to keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, with a great reset in the War for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsStore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsStore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at Store. been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere, to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point blank Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had.
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All
1: right, welcome back, folks. You really got to wonder, really got to wonder what is going on in their heads. Again, we just watched the video of
5: people
1: arguing in 2023 whether a grown man with makeup and a wig and a thong doing the splits in front of baffled and, and confused children is a uh, sexualization or not. It's so strange, so very strange. I mean, you can tell, like obviously it is, right? Obviously it's sexualized. Obviously. They're doing it to babies, not for babies, but they're, this is being done to the babies because they know that it has a psychological impact. So why are they lying about all of that? Why are they pretending not to know whether this is sexualization or not? Because they know that the truth is abhorrent and they're bad people, so they're lying about it. Why did the murderer lie about where he went that afternoon? Because he's trying to get away with murder. Duh. <laughs> it's just like, why Why do these people lie about what's going on? Because they know it's bad. Because they're bad people. We don't need to listen to them anymore. We really don't. And of course, I, I had some complaints on um, Twitter yesterday claiming that uh, Infowars is, is bought into the two-party system. Don't you love when you get insults or complaints about infowars from people that obviously don't watch us. It, it really is just a, a constant in this political atmosphere to have leftists lie about you and then everybody else just accept that lie completely and then demand that you defend yourself with that lie as a, as a basis, Right. Happens all the time. I was just thinking of the, uh, you know, line about Trump wanting to inject bleach into people. It's like it never happened. He never said it. They just make it up, and then just becomes a talking point, and just becomes true to them. They just say it all the time. It happens with Infowars all the time, right? So, I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any question if we are diehard Republican shills. Like really, <laughs> really. So the amount, of, the amount of time that I talk crap about the Republicans just goes right, right over your head. And again, I don't even really care. I'm not going to like change the way I talk about stuff to uh, you know, modify it to fit the delusion of people who don't know what they're talking about. But at the same time, the Republicans have a problem with blue bloods, with the, the higher-ups of the party, with the corporate influence, with the – moronic activities that seem to do nothing but give our enemies ammunition but you know we were talking about this with um dom luker when he was talking about there are no dinos there are no democrats in name only but there are see the republicans have rhinos that run as republicans say the republican say all the talking points of republicans and then everything they do empowers the democrats destroys what the republicans actually believe and they're just on, on, actually on the left, but pretend to be on the right. The Democrats, on the other hand, have people that are not actually Democrats because they're communists and socialists, and they're even farther left. The, and the, the difference is that the people on the far right, uh, the, the blue blood Republicans, jump at any opportunity to bash them and, and try to distance themselves from them. It never works. I don't know how Republicans haven't learned this lesson yet. It doesn't matter. You can say all you want about Nick Fuentes. You can call him all the names in the world. They still think you're racist. They still think you're anti-Semitic. It doesn't matter. You're arguing with people that are not living in reality. Why are you arguing with them? It doesn't make any sense. The Democrats, on the other hand, are just ruled by monsters. Not like they're monstrous, not like they're they're, um, you know, that guy's a monster. No, I mean like like, like cartoon, like Universal Studios circa 1930 uh, Halloween creatures. is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that the Democratic Party is run by people who you can buy masks of at spirit stores in October. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, just think about the leaders of their party. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> just like crypt keepers, like she looks like she's constantly in a convertible going 100 miles an hour because the, the plastic surgeons have run out of material to work with and they're just stapling things at this point. And then Joe Biden, who's just like literally can't go a day without some mind-boggling embarrassment. Uh, the one word to sum up America is customer America for down district. <laughs> okay then all right. Okay, Frankenstein's monster, you got 80 million votes, I believe that, for sure, for sure. Diane Feinstein, again, 109 years old. Hospitalization leaves Senate Democrats without outright majority as Fetterman sponsors another bill from a hospital as his wife uh, abandons him again. What do y'all think? Is John Fetterman alive? Crew of any, any input on this? We don't know. He hasn't been seen in two weeks. He's still sponsoring bills. Makes no damn sense. He was hospitalized for depression. Not a thing that happens, really. Unless he was like suicidal and he's put on like suicide watch. You can't die from depression. So what? Being hospitalized for depression, you like just go on vacation. You should go to like an island somewhere. You don't go to Walter Reed Medical Center with depression, but okay. Okay, all right. No, it has nothing to do with um, You know the giant stroke he had that left him brain damaged. Fetterman is in such bad shape that Pennsylvania Republicans are calling on him to appear on camera to prove he's alive and well or resign. That's how crazy things are getting because of the now-confirmed lies that were told during the 2022 general election regarding the health of Senator John Fetterman, as well as the threats made against a journalist who interviewed him, the Washington County Republican Party refuses to take assurances from the office of the senator or Democrat operatives that Fetterman is able to carry out his duties as a senator, said Washington County Republican Party, said in a Facebook post. As such, we call upon Senator Fetterman to appear on camera to show us he's alive and well. And if he's able to do so, we call upon our elected representatives in Washington, Senator Casey and Congressman uh, Rushenthal, to intervene immediately ultimately if fetterman is unable or unwilling to carry out his duties as united states senator then we ask for his resignation and call for a special election to be held this year no more lies or games can you imagine the pressure of what to just show up show that you're alive yeah literally you're fired we need like a like a he needs to hold like a newspaper with today's date Needs to not be a deep fake. Maybe a live chat would be a better thing to do. Democrats wouldn't even care, honestly. If you just put out like a deep fake that was like an obvious deep fake of John Fetterman, they would just pretend to believe it, pretend to buy it. Just get a puppet. Just get like a muppet version of John Fetterman and just go, yeah, he's your senator now. And they'd be like, good. Good. We love that. That's what we want. And if you insult it, you're muppet phobic. You're puppetophobic. And we will not take this hate. That's what they're going to say about what I just said, right? How dare he attack a man who's in the hospital? Don't they know what he's going through? Okay, well, you he shouldn't be a senator. It's not that complicated.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there. And get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's real red pill plus or super high quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, or it's sleep bait that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
0: You're watching the American Journal with your host Harrison Smith watch live right now at band.video
1: All right, welcome back. Welcome back to The Battle. Waging war against this spiritual cancer that we've been infected with. And it really is spiritual. Looking at – there's a right-wing Twitter account. I was trying. He was trying to figure out what could be behind the collapse, and it really is like if you don't have that spiritual component, you're never going to understand it. You're never going to understand it. You're trying to apply logic and reason to something that is beyond those things, that has nothing to do with those things. He's like, what? Why would boomers – kill themselves basically like why would why would boomers open up their borders and and allow all of the all the offshoring to happen like why would they do this it doesn't make any sense it's like well because they were led astray by evil no none of it makes sense if you don't have that you know aspect of of the spiritual to figure it out you know it's it's um you ever play those like board games or, or in magazines? They used to have them in magazines where you'd have a red lens and it'd be like a red picture that was just like a bunch of shapes. So you put the red lens over your eyes and then you could see what it is, what it says. That's that's basically what we're dealing with here. Or like a magic eye picture where if you just look at it, it just looks like a jumble of random colors. But then if you like cross your eyes and move in and out, then you can like the, the image appears. Right. That's the that's the spiritual. That that red lens is the spiritual lens through which you see things. You can look at it and go, God, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And you go, Oh, right, they're evil and serving Satan. Okay, now everything they do makes perfect sense. Actually, <laughs> weird. And it doesn't mean that these people necessarily like some of them are. Some of them are obviously engaged knowingly in a, a spiritual battle on the side of the evil. But I think a lot of them just don't realize it. They're, they're tricked by evil because evil you know, dresses itself up in uh, compassion and care. But, you know, like it says in the Bible, by your fruits, you shall know them. So you can just run down the list. I-, I would love to hear like maybe one, maybe if we could get a list of one liberal policy that-, that had the intended effect and didn't cause a cascading number of other negative effects. I wonder if we could come up with one. I think maybe the EPA had some success. Cleaned up the air, got some, uh, got some higher standards. But I, I also don't buy into the line that caring about the earth means that you are want socialism and want to put your boy in a dress, right? This is not actually a uh, left-right issue. And I think the right is, is doing a good job of moving away from the corporatism that defined it in previous generations which would be the ones who were complaining about the environmental regulations. I'm what you might call an eco-libertarian. But of course, you know, all the – even in terms of uh, when it comes to climate change, nothing they do is making anything better. Electric cars, the lithium mines are way worse than gasoline pumping has ever been, right? And the ensuing – Slavery and, you know, child labor and permanent destruction of uh, parts of the entire earth, right? You've got the the windmills that are killing whales. You've got the civil rights movement being hijacked by the uh, welfare state and leaving black Americans significantly worse than they were even under Jim Crow laws. It's just a fact just it's just a reality of all the in all the um, metrics that actually matter everything's gotten significantly worse I mean they certainly are able to like indoctrinate people efficiently you know I guess if you want more LGBT people then you can get that they have that now something like 25 percent of uh Gen Z identifies as not heterosexual. And if you don't understand that there's such a thing as sin and there's such a thing as temptation and there's such a thing as, you know, free will that allows humans to make a choice to be evil and that it's not difficult to tempt people in that direction, it's not actually that surprising. Right, there's a chart that's going around these days. I know Ian Miles Chong uh, retweeted it. That was the last person I saw who had uh, posted it. Not sure if I saved it. I, I printed it out yesterday. Um, but it shows a chart of, uh, you know, who identifies as LGBT through the generations. And you just see a, a massive spike. Well, it's it's an upward climb, but then a massive spike uh, around like 2019, I believe, as you did uh, began to began to define itself as uh, LGBT. People are like, "What's behind this? What could it be?" Oh, it could be the chemicals in the water and the food. Could be that it could be the concerted effort to bring about this end through propaganda and uh, you know media programming and that sort of stuff. I mean, there, there's a variety of of different ways it gets there. But what it makes me think of is like like if you had a chart of Germans in the 30s and 40s, and you saw a spike of how many Germans had killed somebody, and you see it go up and up and up. It's not that all of those Germans were secretly murderers beforehand, and then by removing restrictions, they got to express their true selves. It's that they were trained into this ideology. It's that violence, just like sexual gratification, is a sin that everybody has the potential— to do and you have societal uh impetus societal directing away from those you know base desires and towards something better and greater but if your entire society decides actually we love the sin and we want to encourage the sin and you take away uh, that barrier and you celebrate the sin then there's going to be more people doing that sin it's really just it's Not complicated. The way they want to portray it is as if previously everybody was gay, everybody was trans, right? Always, if you go back to the 80s and 60s and 70s, everybody was just gay, but they were kept down. They were held down by the evil Christians who stopped them from being who they truly were. There it is, 7.2% of American adults. But there you can see the, the red bar. That's Gen Z just spiking out of nowhere in 2020 and getting even higher in 2022. Is this because – yeah, so 19 – so one-fifth of all Gen Z say they are uh, LGBT. Now part of that might just be because like the social pressure. They're not even LGBT, but they're like I I have to pretend to be because of the social pressure. See, because the people in charge now are doing what they project onto the people in the past, using brutal social pressure to force people to believe what they think is good and not what – their families or friends think is good, and people are you know you have to lie to just be left alone at this point. That's how tyranny works. So it could it couldn't even be that high, or it could be that you know we're all human beings with the potential and uh, desire to sin, and that when you encourage that, you get sin. And it's just so it's so simple. It's so simple. So they – so the way they they see the world is that for all of time, a fifth, half, 100 percent of people uh, were gay, and now they've removed the shackles and people are just being who they are. But that's not what that chart shows. What that chart shows is an effective propaganda campaign. What that chart shows is the effectiveness of indoctrination, and it's the same indoctrination. It's the same method. It's the same tactics with the same outcome – ...that you'd see in totalitarian societies to turn people into vicious murderers. Only this time it's being used to uh, turn kids into adults who will be incapable of forming long-lasting partnerships with a lover of the opposite sex with which they can grow old and build a family. What's the small government solution to that? I don't think there is one. I think kids are going to be indoctrinated one way or another. Maybe you should indoctrinate them into health and happiness and goodness rather than sin.
4: Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or Infowarshore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got
1: Attacking with Joe Biggs, still, we're still going to try to do that, but we'll be uh, welcoming a, a guest from Dash, a local activist group, illustrating how, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, God, this is going to be surprising to all of you. But um, Austin, over the recent years, has pursued um, very liberal policies, and <laughs> what do you know? Everything's gotten significantly worse, and it's unlivable now. <laughs> Yeah, cops don't respond to 911 calls. Homeless people build camps in formerly beautiful parks and leave them trashed out messes. And even when you have a citywide plebiscite, citywide vote as to what to do with it, and the response is a resounding rejection of the liberal policies, they just keep doing it anyway. So that's how these people operate. We'll talk to him uh, in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. I want to go to one video here just as a quick little reminder that all of this could have been stopped two decades ago if uh, people had actually listened to Alex Jones and that everything that we see happening across the world today was a imminently predictable outcome from the policies that were being pursued by the people at the top of our society who were, to a man, selected, chosen specifically for their adherence to a globalist agenda whose ultimate goal is a unelected one-world government. Some people were listening, and still Alex Jones is getting uh, all of the kudos he deserves for – Having been so far ahead of the curve, here's a video from uh, Joe Rogan as he talks to. Uh, I can't. I'm blanking on this guy's name. He goes by Rust Russell Brand. Yeah, he goes by Rus- uh, Rusty Rockets, I think, on Twitter. Yeah, Russell Brand, who's proving to be, you know, more and more of a, you know, legitimate anti-globalist actor. Although he hasn't quite made the full the full shift yet. Let's go now to clip number three here. Africa is the playground to test out medicines for the likes of Bill Gates and company.
7: Bill Gates ain't Willy Wonka He right. ain't doing this for right. like a competition There's no golden ticket at the end of this It's like yeah, not-for-profit organizations Making profit, an incredible amount of influence In areas that he profits from, all sorts of Peculiar business practices like In India and on the continent of Africa That have yes. led to like palpable Suffering and, and Profit in his case.
2: The Africa thing Is wild and that's a, a
4: big part Of this, uh, the real Anthony Fauci Book. The, he, he talks about Bill Gates Quite a bit and one, one of the things he talks about is how they've always used Africa as a place where they test out medicines they've used Africa as a place where they test out and this is another thing that I learned from Alex Jones Alex Jones was saying that they were giving kids the polio vaccine in Africa and that Bill Gates was involved in this and they had to stop doing it because it was actually giving kids polio and I was like what (laughs) and they pull up an AP article there was an AP story about this and it shows this terrified little African baby in there dropping the polio vaccine in his mouth like squeezing they gave kids polio with a a vaccine even when you
7: accept everything that they say at this late point when it appears po- impossible to do that, they wouldn't release patents so that African nations could recreate the vaccines exactly. over there. So clearly there's a profit motive. And I saw him publicly talk about that and saying, oh, no, it's not simple as that. You can't just give people the patents and stuff. But it seems like if you re- recognize that what drives them always is power, finance and dominion, if yeah. you always look at that and then track their actions, you hardly ever see an, a disruption in that pattern.
1: You know, again, he, he's, he's got it to a point. There's a story on InfoWars. Watch. Alex Jones has been right about so many things, Rogan tells Russell Brand. And again, it's one of those things where it's like people don't believe it even though it's in an AP article, right? You can show them the AP article, and the way the AP article phrases it is as if it's just kind of happening, right? It's just like… Nobody can do anything about it. No one's to blame for it. It's just sort of going on and, you know, we'll talk about it, but let's not focus on it or anything. Uh, and then Alex Jones is just like, wait, wait. So Bill Gates gave kids polio in Africa? And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, well, that's what it says. It's just – this is just actually what it's saying. But to expand, it's not really about profit. It's not really – about like personal aggrandizement. These people are dedicated to an ultimate goal of living forever and ruling over a slave planet as like half machine, half man, unelected tyrants. That's their ultimate goal. And all of this is just prelude to that and is building towards that. So it's beyond, you know, And this this is the problem with all these, like, dislocated conspiracy theories. The reality is it's it's a conspiracy. It's one singular drive. The ultimate goal is globalism, but not for globalism's sake. It's to make a one-world government from which there is no escape, for which any dissidence is considered treason, and any personal freedom is considered a threat to the system as a whole. It's 1984, it's Brave New World, more polio polio cases caused by vaccine than by wild virus. That from November uh, 2019, NAP. Now, just like the AP article, most of what we talk about on InfoWars is mainstream media acknowledged to be true. Just nobody's connecting the dots. Nobody is just taking it all in and looking at it thoroughly in a holistic fashion. That's all you have to do. It's all you have to do. And so what you need to identify is what are they attacking? What are they scared of? How are they trying to destroy that thing? And why are they trying to destroy that thing? They want to destroy all the things that make you strong, all the things that make you independent, all the things that make you able and capable to understand reality as it actually is. They're putting up roadblocks constantly in your perception of reality. Curtains that you can draw back. Right, the shadow puppets, that play on the wall of Plato's cave. These are all just very obvious tricks that they're pulling. But again, it's not about profit. These people have all of the money. They print the money. Think they care about Profit. They understand money's fake because they summon it out of thin air and distribute it to wherever they want. So whether it's the LGBTQP movement or whether it's the endless psychopathic altruism so-called that causes cities to collapse into chaos and crime and filth. Whether it's the hollowing out of the middle class, or the death of manufacturing and the offshoring of corporations, or the endless wars in Ukraine, all of this, these are all just parts. These are all just little chess moves, and the person sitting on the other side of the chessboard from humanity are the globalists. InfoWars laid this out a long time ago, and for some reason people have trouble taking in the whole picture all at once. I have trouble expressing the whole picture all at once because it's, it's so multifaceted. But when you understand that, that most of what they do is predicated on psychological manipulation, then everything else makes sense. It is that red lens that lets you see the, the hidden message, understanding the ultimate goal and working backwards from that, as Russell Brand just pointed out. So we're going to keep trying to express this to people. We're going to keep trying to explain to people how all of this works while maintaining our firm belief that human beings without intervention from falsely altruistic interlopers will succeed and thrive. They don't need, we don't need help. Humans don't need help, especially not from the likes of Bill Gates or Klaus Schwab. Or Joe Biden, or anybody else that comes cloaked in altruism and, and benevolence, but leave behind a wake of death and chaos and misery behind them. It's really not that complicated. And you can support us in this mission by going to Infowarsstore.com. Go now to get prebiotic fiber, it's back in stock, 40% off. I have a friend that's doing the keto diet, and he's like, Ooh, I really need fiber. This is a way to get your fiber. This is a fantastic way to get your fiber, uh, fiber, whether you're on a diet or not. You need at least 25 grams of fiber. Prebiotic fiber can help you get there every single day. 40% off, back in stock. Just one of the many supplements we have on offer there at infowarsstore.com. And best of all, this is a 360 win. You're keeping us on the air and fighting back against the globalists.
4: Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars, for decades, has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally, sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart, your cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super metal vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on InfoWarsStore.com. and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the War for the world and i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com as well And the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now